This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. Dude, so I'm checking, I'm listening to, uh, I'm trying to listen to music that makes me feel a certain way. Not just music just sitting in the background, like intentionally picking music that makes me feel a certain way. Sure. And I was going through, uh, it was written. Ooh. It just... Hits differently now as we're older, man. It, it, not only does it hit differently, like it. I went through, for lack of a better description, I went through uh, multiple phases within listening to that album. Yeah, like yeah, I went through, yeah, yeah. damn, this is a good album. To yeah. nostalgia, to yeah. this is like one of the most perfect and complete albums I think I've ever heard. And that I've ever heard from start to finish my guy and then i called my son downstairs to have him listen to it. and i think he really listened to it out of pity for me but because you know yeah. he's he's not from the generation he's like he can hear he can hear it but at the same time he's like mm, i don't see what the big deal is or whatever but i'm sitting there and i'm looking watching him listening to we were just listening to uh i gave you power and i was like just listen to the song just listen to the song and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I remember where I was when I first heard I remember where I was at when I heard that song for the first time. <clears throat> and I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. Because while I've always respected Nas's lyrical ability, I n- early Nas wasn't something that really hit with me, right? Uh, Why? Just Why? Because- what, what was wrong with it? I think the, the the his lyrical style was different than what was coming out from Hove, Biggie, right, and even you know throw some West Coast cats in there. Uh, yeah, it, as, as a phenomenal storyteller, but also remember Nas's first album. It's heavily, heavily on the wordplay. Like, bruh, it wasn't one of them joints that you can just throw on, like ready to die where you have the, the catchy metaphors and analogies you had to pay attention to Nas's first album to get it right and i think it was just one of those things and i'm you know i'm a young cat at that point in time i'm not really trying to think too deep i'm trying to go <coughs> smash something you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm not really trying to, to get to that point but it wasn't until i got older and actually till i became more quote-unquote conscious to what was going on around the world that I began to pick up more on Nas, but when it was written came out, the it was written changed the trajectory of Nas in my favorites. Right, it became hmm. oh no no no. And as much as I like these last couple albums, again, they're not this what Nas crazy. did. What it is yeah. written, bro. That yeah, that shit right there is crazy. just. There's no comparison. I think, like you said, it's the, the perfect album. Yeah, there's uh, no As the young people would say, no, no skips. Agree, but yeah, all the way through. All the way through. There's a lot of folks that made it. was it, written is a perfect album? Oh, I think it is. Yes, it's a perfect album. Yeah. It is a perfect album, yeah. Philip. I, I knew you were going to come in here with some sour milk. What the hell? Come on, Philip. <sighs> I know, no, no. Music is subjective, you know. I mean, um, that's his that's his way of saying, "Nigga, you wrong." No, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not God saying. It, I'm, wrong. I, I'm not saying anyone's wrong, you know, because, you know, you know, I look back now at, um, you know, time, time and timing, 
is all relative and extremely relevant into how music is ingested and how it's received. You know, um, the reason why, you know, the major re main reason why, you know, my music, you know, or only certain parts of my era resonate with my niece and nephew is because they don't have any memories attached to that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, no, there's no context for why that shit is relevant at all. But me, I can smell it, I can taste it, I can, I can, I can reach back for that feeling when I hear those songs. Or hear certain songs now from certain artists that you know, you know, you know, give me a, give me a certain, a certain feeling. But you know, it was written. I mean, at the time, I mean, granted, I thought you know, sonically, it was a. It was a, it was quite the turn from the first record, and that's what yeah. got got to a lot of cats on the um, on the on, on the cultural level. They thought that you know the cast that they put together for that first album was was phenomenal and really oh, agreed. Not, not not the first multi-producer album, by the way. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to give that to Big Daddy Kane, actually. Um, mm. But you know, it was written was definitely you know it was a little jarring sonically for fans, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and the subject matter was of a of a young man who was no longer um, concerned concerned about keeping text in the dresser. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So you know, you know, dealing with the growth of the young man at the time was even was a little jarring. I mean, but look, look looking back, it was written had a lot of powerful moments. Um, you know, and track masters as, as, as critical and because I know track masters history with Chub Rock and Hitman, how we team sure, everything sure, sure. and seeing how they grew. I said, okay, I know what you guys are doing now that you're fucking with Sony and Columbia and these things. I can see what y'all doing. Yeah, I can see yeah, what y'all yeah. doing. And I can appreciate it. I can appreciate it a lot more now, especially going through you know the album process and shit. Listen, um, listen. I know yeah, that there is yeah. a group of people that debate right now whether or not it was written is better than his debut album, right? Ooh, I don't, I don't know who people. those people are. There's a I, lot I, of I, no, no, no. That, there, that's are. a very odd debate to me. <laughs> well, there, there are a lot of people that still that believe that it was written was better than the first album. Well, right? I mean, like I said, timing is everything. I mean, for some people, yeah. you know, it like is, like my like my wife is a is a great example. Um, it is. But um, I think one of know, the things for me anyway yeah. is that this is that album for me, for me, for right. me right. is probably one of the only albums I can say that the sophomore album did not let me down. Didn't let you right. down. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. One of the few sophomore yeah. albums I yeah. can say that I've listened to that I was excited about an artist that I heard and I was like, all right, I didn't make a mistake buying the first fucking album. Yeah. This dude yeah. has promise. There's a lot to him. There's more to him than just that first. That he wasn't just one and done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. like I said, I was just before you got on. I was telling L. I was like intentionally listening to music that makes me feel a certain way. And I'm listening. Right. To, uh, I gave you power. And I'm right. listening to the message. And I'm like, whew, like I went through a, yeah. a myriad yeah, that, of feelings that, that, as I'm that, listening yeah. to these songs. Yeah, that, that was it. Oh, message was that was a serious. Yeah, there's, there's some yeah. serious songs in the album, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, serious songs in the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is either one of your wives Beyonce fans? Yeah. Listen, I mean, before you, before I let yeah. Crush jump into this, I'm going to tell you yeah, a yeah, quick story. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, like time and timing is crazy because, like I said, like she's a great example of that. There's a lot of things, like especially at Rock the Bells, where she's sitting there. I'm like, I'm going crazy um, with Slick Rick and Kane and all that. <laughs> And she's like, and, and and I'm like, well, hold on a minute. Let me tell you something. If this guy didn't do it, there'd be no Jay Z. And she's like, oh, I see. 
Oh, absolutely. Shame. Yeah, hold up, because your wife is a decade younger than you. Yeah. So are there, so like, are there like, things like, that you have but, to, but have to explain? Yeah, yo, yo, definitely. Yeah, there, I mean, not have to necessarily. Uh, she okay. was just open to that. Like, the psychic thing especially, because, man, seeing that man live, you realize, Jesus Christ. More well, than where we, where did, where did you not where be was here. Where the Rock Bells at? Huh? It was uh, at Forest Hills, Hills Queens. Forest Hills Queens. It was fucking That's awesome. It was, the it was insane. Insane and everything. Yeah, but seeing Rick, man, you really see the DNA. Like the, the like he showed. Like I mean, I mean, Rakim raised the bar for you know what you should be doing with that microphone. But Rick right. showed you showed you the effortlessness. <laughs> The sheer effortlessness of genius. Yeah. When, when you say that there are some <laughs> people that were man. born to do it, those two yeah. years were yeah. born. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason why I asked about Beyonce, right, oh, is because it was a, a debate going on. That, uh, is it, what does it call it? I'm, a, I'm calling it Twitter forever. I don't give a fuck what, what Elon yeah, said. It's always going to be right. the Twitters. Yeah. Well, people were debating who was a bigger artist, Beyonce now or who I consider the greatest entertainer of all time, the Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I put, I mean, if you put it in economic terms. Oh yeah, economic terms. Purely in economic terms and you add inflation to it, Beyonce is no match for the sheer amount of of money that the name Michael Jackson has earned over the past 40 years. You said yeah. forty years, forty Go plus back to years. The Jackson five—that's more than. 40 I mean, years. I mean, I mean, no discredit to the woman because she's clearly generating, you know, beyond a billion on humble. I'm sure she is, but she's a generational but, entertainment. She's, she's, she's definitely for this generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. generational. But yeah. like, I but I mean, I mean, Thriller man, we're talking about two hundred and fifty million plus, man. My God, I mean, and let's. I, I mean, think, we're, oh, we're, I'm glad we're, 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 we're talking diamond. We're talking diamond at least twenty times. At over. least twenty let's, times no, over. No, no, not even, not even that. I want, you, I want us to take a step back for a second because let's let's remember, Michael was able to do this in an era without no social media. Social media. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Without exactly. social media, I, exactly. there's a there's a um, Math Hoffa had an interview recently, and I want to get you guys input real quick before we jump into something else. Right. Matt Hoffa had an interview with Ed Lover, and mm-hmm. Ed Lover was talking about the the de- the de- de- degrading of music, hip hop music right now, and why it is in the state that it's in right now. A lot of these people on the rhyming right now don't have the talent; they have the popularity, and because everything is so quick on our phones, and they get fourteen million people following them, and they put a record, oh, I got fourteen million. <laughs> we can increase that. We can change that over the streams, and we'll make money. There's a difference, math, and y'all, to getting up and walking outside and going to the store and buying an album. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. difference when you put your money down than when you stream it. Because if I stream, if I got Math Hoffa as my artist and I could get Math Hoffa on a Drake playlist, when Math Hoffa record come up on a Drake playlist, he's going to get credit for it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I wanted it. It means that it came up and I listened to it. Same. So if I listen to 30 seconds, of mad shit on the Drake places, they fuck this record. He's getting credit for the streets, but it's different when you walk into the store yeah. and say, "I want that." I want yeah. get rich and fucking die trying. So the so are you? You intentionally have to get your ass up, walk to the fucking tower CDs, put down your money, and get an actual CD or an album and take it home to listen to. You were more fully invested 
in the music that you consumed versus you sitting at home with Spotify or whatever it is and Absolutely. Just letting shit just loop and roll the back. Technology has uh, degraded art, um, degraded art itself, um, the value of art itself uh, tremendously. Yeah, the child. You know, people. You know, it's funny when uh, I hear these arguments about you know how easy it is now to get into music and how easy it is to to get your shit out there. I'm like, brother, listen. <laughs> you know that. You know all the access and um, you know chances that we wanted coming up in the '80s and '90s. You know, you you can kind of choke on it now because you know. You, had, you, you, you wanted an equal playing field. This is what you get, right? And, you know, it, it's, it's saturated to the point that, you know, finding anything special is going to be is going to be even more of a task than it was than we when we came up, mm-hmm. you know? I feel it's like overwhelming, that. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. So let me, to get on to, I guess, slightly sadder news, What's I up? really want your guys' honest opinion on yeah, the story up? that we covered last week about uh, young Durante Martin, okay? It took a jury of six uh, for... about two hours to determine Durante Martin's death was no suicide. A total of 26 witnesses were called, including James Wade, who owns the home where the shooting happened. Durante was there for Wade's daughter's 18th birthday party. Jur- he gets to the party. Durante is the only black person at the party. A day or two after the party, Mr. James Wade calls police and said that he had discovered Durante's body in his attic with a gunshot wound to the temple. The paramedics arrive and take away Durante's body. And in less than 48 hours, a coroner, local coroner, declares that the death was by suicide. Durante is not the first or the second. He is the third such person to allegedly commit suicide in Mr. James Wade's house. He is locally known, Mr. Wade is locally known as a white supremacist. He has no direct affiliations, public affiliations with groups, but everyone in the community knows that this dude is about that life. Mind you, like I said, this happened in 2021. We are two, almost three years, I guess, later, and nobody has been arrested. Not one person. This is the thing that gets me. Like I said, I want you guys' honest opinion on how we covered the story, or maybe we weren't clear, or whatever the case is. We posted a segment of, or a snippet of that, on our social media, on IG, and that thing has since taken off. But one of the things that has really depressed me, saddened me, disgusted me, is the fact that it seems like so many people are readily Blaming ready the victim. To, to blame the victim for his yes. own murder. Yes. Ready to blame the victim for his own murder. Why did he go to this person's house? Why is he chasing snow? All of these things, like they're yeah. jumping to conclusions. And I'm thinking to myself, one, have you ever not, have you, have none of you ever been a young 19 year old child trying to fit in? wanting to be your best authentic self and what that means and the, the pitfalls that come as and, you're trying to do that. And all you want then, to do really is think the best of people. And think that you want to. You really, 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 really want it's to. Like, why would you be with why would you be with <laughs> you white really people? You really want to. 
So when you say this young man, why is he hanging around with white people? Why did he go to a party and he was the only black person there? In many instances, he was probably always the only black person at some of these parties. He's always hanging out with white kids because that's the environment that he's he's growing up in. So you're going to fault him for doing something that he's always done. And then they start blaming his parents and all these other things. And I'm like, did we forget that this young man was killed by a murder? This young man was killed and allegedly by the person that allowed him into their home. There was one such woman. It blew my fucking mind. She said, well, she doesn't feel any pity for him because that's what he gets for chasing a snow bunny into that house and getting killed. And I was like, so you're blaming this guy for getting for his own death. She said, it's a constant thing with you black men to go chasing after white pussy. And that's what ends up happening. And the only thing I can do is like, I, I, so I said, okay, instead of me getting upset, let me take a step back. Is it, is this something that we did? Did we say the wrong thing? No. Or is this just Absolutely. a byproduct of black people just being terrible? <clears throat> Instead of even a byproduct of black people being terrible, we didn't do anything wrong. But more importantly, the young brother didn't do anything wrong. This whole, there is something within us where we are unable to see that we are all victims underneath the system of white supremacy Same monster yeah like it, it doesn't i don't i don't get it and so as i'm scrolling through and i'm reading and i refuse to jump in because it was just so heavy laden with this idea that if he would have done something differently he would still be alive if his parents would have done something differently it would have been alive and it's you know you can say the same thing about somebody who gets in a car accident well if they would have got off that exit they would have missed that slick patch of oil, right? But you, it was so egregious, but I think it has a lot to do with the way that we are conditioned to this point. And I think that's the byproduct of seeing all of these killings on TV. We're conditioned now to no longer connect with the humanity of the, the victim. Yeah. We're only looking for ways yeah. to move away so we never are victimized. And in that pursuit of moving away, we ultimately land on the place of victim blaming because that's essentially what it is. Yeah. They're blaming this young man for his death. Like He knew he, that that white man was a white supremacist or that's what black men get for chasing white women. Right? Are you saying the same thing about Emmett Till when he, you know, allegedly whistled at this white woman? Are you saying that if he wouldn't have whistled, he wouldn't have deserved to be lynched? Or are you saying the same thing about our ancestors that if they would not have, you know, greeted these white men that came up on the fucking shores with guns, we wouldn't be fucking slavery for it? Where does it end when you begin with that logic? Where does it mm. stop? And it's wildly, I, I, I'm telling you, I really believe that it's because we have been conditioned to no longer connect with the humanity of the victims that we only see the situation and how we could have avoided it as a response to our continued oppression. I appreciate you breaking that down because honestly as I'm going through the feed and watching these comments, my first visceral response was 
anger. Sure. Like a deep burning anger for folks jumping to conclusions, not getting, not filling in the gaps or asking what would be more salient questions. And, but then afterwards I said, okay, in an effort for us to be better in how we relay these, these pieces and how we present these stories, maybe it was something in what we did. I'll, I'll nope. take full blame. Maybe it was something nope. in what I nope. said. Nope, we ain't taking that blame. No, nope. you, no. you, you, you presented the facts as they were laid out, sir. Um, the way and that, the clip you shared didn't even that, didn't even you know, offer our opinion or perspective. Like we, I mean, it was the story. You know, like I said, the way that some of our people choose to interpret and perceive these situations is as a result of um, long-term conditioning that will not allow them to directly blame the oppressor. Um, that is their ultimate fear um, is in placing any blame on, you know, on, on the, uh, you know, on the, on, you know, on them. Um, Cause that would then, you know, disvalidate any sense of protection they have over themselves. Um, any false sense of protection they have over themselves by saying those heinous things. Um, it's a disgusting psychological cycle that um that serves no one but themselves. You know, they 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 enjoy the negative attention. Um, they enjoy being they enjoy thinking they're the contrast for black people. Yeah. Mm. When really you're just part of the anchor. Yeah. Sure. And if I if I can actually blame the victim instead of the system that creates the oppressor, now I don't have to get involved. In destroying mm. the system or fighting the oppressor, I right? wash my hands. Now I right. wash my hands. I know I don't have to get involved. Right. I don't have to do any work when I can I sit back and say, if his mama woulda, if his daddy woulda. But if I actually look at the system as a whole, now I got to ask my question: So how the fuck is the system oppressing me? Mm. And why? And with know? that information, now. I'm now ultimately what? going to have to get involved. Yeah, but right. again, now what? we see crush. We talked about it last week, the same type of thing taking place within schools. One of the things that people are going to continuously do is that when young black boys and young black girls are not achieving in a way that we believe they should, we're going to a start at home and say, if their mama and them would mm. be studying and not getting weave and getting their nails done and buying Jordans. Mm. If they would show up to the PTA meetings, if they would mm. study and read with their kids, then their kids would be more successful. But what they won't do is go back and look at education as a whole, its inception, why it was put in the way it is, why it's taught. The because then you have to actually take a level of accountability oh, and culpability yep. for those who are being oppressed around you. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're not, not too many of us are interested yeah. in that. So I'm having a conversation with a homie the other day, and he's having a conversation about struggling to share information on social media because he feels like people are having a difficult time accepting what he's, you know, putting out. And people are saying, man, you're always mean. You're always, you know, a, a grumpy person. You never find joy. And what I had to explain to him, I was like, bro, listen. People don't come to social media for political education, my guy. 
And ain't too many people that's showing up on social media to learn, my dude. I said, motherfuckers are scrolling through social media to get away from what their life looks like offline. He may have to, you know, he may have to attach what he wants to do to something else. Yeah, I said, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, but it's the the same thing with podcasting. If we were putting out fuck shit, if we were sitting here talking about black women and black men's relationships all day, bro, our views would be through the roof. Oh, boy. But since we come here and we want to have and unpack conversations that directly involve black children, black women, and black men from an intelligent perspective, bro, this shit ain't popular. And it's hard to filter through that open and honest dialogue. Folks say yeah. that they want it. They don't always want it to be very honest with you, my guy. Yeah. Well, you know, they want they want they want it the way they want it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the uh, that's the downfall of the, uh, the of social media. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. <sighs> All right, man. So there's recently there was news. I don't know if you guys saw this, man. And I What's hate up? to talk about this type of news, but it just goes into talk about what our political system, what the uh, criminal injustice system looks like. Uh, in February, February 16th to be exact, young Portia Crawford of, excuse me, I said Crawford, Woodruff of Detroit. Uh, she is eight months pregnant. I want you to keep that in mind. Young Portia Woodruff is eight months pregnant, February 16th, and police come bust down her door and say she's under arrest for carjacking and robbery. Eight month pregnant woman in Detroit is filing a lawsuit against the Detroit Police Department. And the lawsuit comes after 32-year-old Portia Woodruff was falsely arrested for carjacking after DPD's facial recognition software misidentified her. The woman is the sixth person in the U.S. to report being falsely arrested of a crime as a result of facial recognition technology used by police. Woodruff is also the third person in Detroit reported to have experienced this since 2018. And she said she can't believe it. She's like, do you, do you not see my pregnant ass right here? Who, who am I carjacking and robbing? They're like, nope, it's not a joke. We're taking your ass to jail. So they take her to jail. So here's the thing. A victim met a woman a couple of months prior, a month or so prior, and they fucked or whatever. But they fucked drove away somewhere, came back to the same residence. Apparently, it was a setup. Why do you say it's a setup? Because when they went out, this young lady that this gentleman had slept with met some gentle, some some men, and these same men ended up happening to be at his residence when he brought this same woman back to his house. Okay. And they robbed and took his stuff or whatever. So he reports it, of course, as anybody would report it. And they took surveillance video from a convenience store and ran it through AI technology. That AI technology reported back and said that young Portia Woodruff was the woman <laughs> that was involved in this whole all these shenanigans, right? Mind you, she asks, hey, was the victim, was the woman that the victim with was she pregnant police refused to answer that question never answered that question as i said through miss was woodruff in jail this young man whoever the victim is pulled woodruff's picture quote unquote out of a lineup 
out of a digital lineup that he was presented. The image that he used or that was used that he picked out of this lineup was a 10-year-old picture. So it wasn't even the most recent picture or look of what this young lady was looking like. It took several months for them to finally drop the case and say that it was because of insufficient evidence. Not insufficient evidence because they quote unquote did not have enough evidence to present, but because the victim, the alleged victim, did not present himself during the initial court hearing. Now, if anybody knows anything about these trials, when the DA thinks or the prosecutor thinks that they have you dead to rights, the presence of a fucking witness or the, the victim is not necessary. So what they're trying to do, or what many people believe, is that they were trying to cover up this whole AI debacle that happened. And why do we know that there's an AI debacle? And why is uh, the city of Detroit and their police department on edge about this? Because young uh, Portia Woodruff is suing the city of Detroit and the police department for false imprisonment. ACLU came out recently and said within this year alone, there's been like seven to eight cases similar to this one where they found used AI technology to snatch up the wrong person and put them in jail and kept them there for some time. There's an interesting book, it's called uh, Fatal Invention by Dorothy Roberts that goes into depth about just the intersectionality of science and policy and how these things make a mess of one another. And I saw this and I said, how many times have we heard of faulty reports or faulty eyewitness reports where somebody gets snatched off the street and gets hemmed up because somebody looked like somebody? False, atten false identifications. Talk less of AI, which everyone knows at this point is faulty because the, the information is racist new. and biased. It's too new. The AI I mean, is racist Jesus and biased. Christ. It's not even really AI. I mean, at this point, like I said, <laughs> it, it, it's 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 more it's more human error than anything because the humans are inputting the information. But needless to say, here we are in 2023, and police are telling you that they're implementing this AI technology to remove these biases from their policing. But at the same time, it's still the biases that they're inputting that's creating the problems. They've already said the three major AI uh, facial recognition companies that are being used by the police departments across the country right now, they only use like 2% of uh, black faces in their model. So when you don't have enough faces to go through, every fucking black person looks the damn same. Yep. I bring the story up only because it scares the fuck out of me, man. It scares the fuck out of me that at any point in time in your day-to-day -day interaction, even if you're not there, that someone can find a photo of you somewhere, run it through a system, and say that you are the culprit of whatever that fucking you were devious there. thing. Yeah, or put your picture there. Which, which, <laughs> which has happened in some of these cases that the ACLU is fighting. Yeah. Anyway. I'm actually, I mean, I think I remember when the face ID for uh, 
Apple first came out and it was first available on the phone. Mm-hmm. I remember people getting on social media and saying, this is the beginning of the end, mm-hmm. right? This is the beginning of the end of them acquiring our facial recognition, our data. Uh, it's another word for it that escapes me that they're ultimately just going to put it in a system. So while our biometrics, our biometrics. So while we're concerned about, you know, our information being leaked via Facebook and all these other social medias, we walk around with this contraption in our hand that literally has our fingerprints. It has our facial recognition. It has, for some people like me who use the fitness component, it has all our of my medications. All it has our- all my <laughs> patterns and everything. It, every Sunday, it lets me know how often I've been online. If I want to break it down, it'll tell me where I've been online. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where I don't think it's just something for us to get used to, right? Because I think that's dangerous also. But I do think that we should begin asking questions because there is a similarity between what we're seeing with technology and the way medicine and the medical aspect of black folks were handled right when this first came out the two percent that they didn't use black folks specifically when it came to creating these ai metrics they didn't use us right but now the way that they can use ai to superimpose to remove we're not even talking about photoshop I mean, this shit is way, I mean, it makes it's Photoshop really look like really fucking it. word art, right? That really you can, you, the, it, it, but it's scary because, yeah. again, the people that we're seeing victimized by these things, not only are we oh, seeing, but who we will yeah, see victimized yeah. are going to be poor working class black and brown people. We're At going to be the ones. It's overwhelmingly black people that get him. It's going to be us. Technology. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing in this current moment that we can do except have some level of awareness, man. And unfortunately, I don't, I don't think this is on the radar for things that, you know, we're really paying attention to. Not uh, even a little And that's bit. unfortunate. Yeah. Vice did a, Vice did a small segment not too long ago. It was during the, during the, towards the end of the pandemic about this brother that went to, ended up spending damn near a year, I believe in jail because he went to New Jersey Someone committed a crime. He he went to New Jersey, lost his driver's license. Someone committed a crime and used the had the guy's license with him. He wasn't even in the fucking state, and they used some sort of AI technology to backtrack and match it against the actual person's face and so on. And basically said that the the photo for his photo, the person that did the actual crime, that they that they all basically looked alike. So they came, he came to New Jersey to do something for his mom. They snatched his ass up, kept him. He's like, dude, I was in like, I was several hundred miles away. How could I have committed? He's like, well, no, here's your driver's license. This is the time that we got you here. And the photo recognition, the AI recognition uh, software says that this was you at that particular time. The worst part about it is after they finally, quote unquote, dropped the charges on him, they've made it difficult for whatever reason for him to expunge his record. But also, family, let's pay attention to what is happening in the media and entertainment realm, right? We see all of the the actors and the writers who we stand in solidarity with striking. But one of the things that their writers are beginning to say is that, or what they've been reported back to, is that these fucking evil-ass companies are saying, oh, we don't need you. We'll we'll just use AI. 
Yeah. We'll just use AI to 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 yeah. write these stories and write these scripts. We see the same thing. Remember a couple of years ago when they did the first did the Biggie hologram? Yeah, yeah. Motherfuckers yeah, was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" Now they're dropping. They're able to use my man Beans, Beanie Siegel, who, whose voice is terrible for a number of reasons, is actually planning on using AI to oh to bring back his old voice to drop an album right so that that's where it gets that's where the capitalism component comes in because when people's jobs are on the line and you need to be able to bro i i, I don't i i don't want to be that dude but i don't see no fucking hope for us man because yeah, shit is just getting perpetually yeah, worse yeah, yeah. but so what, what do you do if you're an entertainer what, what how do you navigate that space crush as a producer what the hell how do you navigate that space when it comes to this type of technology? I mean, you know, it's ironic because uh, today my uh, my wife showed me how she's been using ChatGPT. Um, she's a VP for an education consultant company. And she's like, you know, um, it's not exactly what people think. It's not doing things for you. You definitely have to come with an original thought yeah, um, and with an idea of what you want. And the way I saw it, it looked, it seemed more like a mental assistant, you know, able to uh, able to massage and and at least you know spit back you know what you, you know, a good idea of what you want. But half the time you're rewriting half that shit. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, you know, when it comes to this entertainment thing, this this you know the entertainment industry. I mean with I mean, um, it can be it can be a little scary in a lot of respects, um, you know, in terms of uh, the ownership of our likeness, the ownership of our voices, um, you know, it feels like, you know, it's gonna, it, it feels like it could be a free for all, you know, but um, I also think that you know, there's already a lot of uh, legislation and there are teams of lawyers um, wrangling, you know, wrangling with this issue. Uh, the publishing industry um, is not taking it lightly. I'll say that much. And if you if you know anything about the publishing industry, um, it don't fuck around. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Wayne Cats even tried to joke around about Drake. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, Universal boy. I thought. That was some gangster shit. Um, but nevertheless, seriously, um, it is scary. Um, I don't, you know, it, it, you know, how to navigate this. You know, I would like to think what Beans is doing, you know, there was already speculation that, you know, and the idea that, you know, instead of, you know, the, the fear that artists would be supplanted or, um, you know, artists would be created by AI that people wouldn't be you know, discerned from, from, uh, from, 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 you know, from fake. Um, you know, there's already the idea that artists that, you know, could use the technology to uh, bring back or, you know, uh, restore elements of their talent um, seem like a fair prospect, you know. But, you know, what you are proposing, L, is, you know, a, a capitalistic angle that could become a crutch for some of our favorite artists and maybe even um, put, them in put them in a situation they weren't prepared for. You know, in the long term, you know, um, it, you know that 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 hunger for that spotlight, you know, it may 
become you know the whatever whatever service that provides this technology to him um he'll be indebted to them you know much in the, you know and you don't, you don't know we don't know because that, that's the thing you know the, the this ai is also going to be a part of a whole new side of big business listen I'm, know, the, the corporate I'm, I'm side of ai you guys the question is saying it though i'm just like, saying i'm asking a question like what is to stop and i'm not saying they're they're that they're going to do this but stop i'm just what? asking the hypothetical question what mm -hmm. is to stop somebody like diddy or jermaine right. dupree right from taking the voice of Biggie and having a ghostwriter write the music all from, because like El said, this, that capitalistic side of it is, it's almost I mean, no, I mean, you know, the only thing that's stopping him is, is his own sense of right and wrong. That's the only thing that's stopping him. You know, because, because there, there, are, there, there are, there are, there, 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 if that's what we're relying on. There are, there are, there are no, I mean, they're working on it, like I said, like you know, I'll never, I, I will shit. never forget some of the contracts I've run into over the years, gentlemen. Um, you know, um, I was stunned as a young twenty-year-old when I had to, you know, ask like, "What do you, my likeness? What do you <laughs> into perpetuity? Like, like, and then my profile? Like, you mean my my MySpace? And then, and then, like you know, a couple of you know legal cats is like, nah, man, they mean your face, nigga. They mean you. They mean you. They mean they mean the image that like when you turn to the left or to the right, that image on the they oh, see you, that's you. That shit. You. They will own that shit. I was like, wait a minute, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Oh. You don't. You can't own my likeness, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Own my likeness. Oh no, that's going like, to come with the same right there, right there, black and white. Right there, right there, black and white too. Oh, absolutely. Right there, right there, in black and white. Right. Oh, watch. And and you, you know, know one of these dumbass artists do it here soon. Not long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like not long after that. Watch. You know, not long after mm -hmm. I be you know my my crash course in recoupables and budgets and tour support and publishing. You know, came flooding in and you know. You know, understanding you know the capitalistic nature of the entertainment industry, and you know I was afraid you know with AI. The thing that I was afraid of the most AI as a producer was the litigious nature of the of the publishing industry. You know I was afraid these motherfuckers were going to just tear through Google and just shut everybody down. Like oh using this oh using that you 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 but but then you know everyone kind of cooled off like wait a minute. They don't they're have trying to. They, I mean, they try. They still trying to. You didn't see what's the name? Like, um, what's your boy's name? Um, DJ Premier. You know, Premier when he started, he you know he has his own YouTube channel and he goes yeah. back and talks about the stuff that he's created and so on. Yeah. It's a YouTube and those folks tried to shut him down for playing or using his own fucking music. Like they're they're, yeah. they're, I mean, well, they're still yeah, going they, hard, they, man. See, that's why I like the YouTube content ID shit is a mess. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy that you know. That's why it's like you know. There's going to be a generation like art itself is going to rebel against technology. Oh, absolutely! You know, it always does. And it's going to rebel against it, and it's not going to be pretty. And y'all not going to like it. And y'all going to think mm -hmm. cats is like tripping. Cats is wilding out. Like, oh, you I'm not paying no five hundred dollars, no damn album, motherfuck out of here. Da, 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 I ain't doing that. Da, 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 da. Um, but and yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet, and yet, and yet, there there it is. <laughs> about ten about twenty thousand motherfuckers went ahead and bought that album. Check, check this out, check this out. Okay. 
from one we talked about Beyonce. Well, we didn't really talk about Beyonce's. Yeah, that's good. We don't have tour. to. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk. But from one cultural, we talking about that ass. Cultural phenomena oh, to another. We got a single. Nigga. So, so ho 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 ho, <laughs> this motherfucker. <sighs> so. You know, <laughs> August fifth, there was. This, God, God. White. I'm trying it's to move the show along. I'm trying Please, to move the show bro, along. listen. I'm not trying to hang on Beyonce unless I'm hanging on. Oh no, but go ahead. You, I <laughs> think he is incapable of hating on any vagina right now. Unless it's connected to a clear person. <laughs> Stop! 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 God damn it! All right, speaking of clear people. The Alabama brawl. What did yeah. you guys think of when, when you finally saw it, when that video populated, man? Yeah. I think the, the watching that video, at least the first time, yeah. was very satisfying. Yeah. We are now almost a week removed from the video. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of Alabama brawled out. Right oh now. yeah, me too. I mean I'm, I'm kind of Alabama brawled out. Yeah, but, but I know the good L- times. After good times, joined, I was done. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> the reason why I bring it up is because last week we did have a conversation about why people aren't, why our people aren't being more physical with some of these clear antagonizers. Yeah. So I want to know, yeah. as the clearest person or closest Ooh, clear person. No. <laughs> I listen. Calling me a Russian bot is one thing. Calling me clear, that's too far. I look, look, look. All, I all the Dutch shit, like all the Dutch shit, man. Like, look, I don't know none of them Dutch motherfuckers, man. I, I, I never, I'm never on, going now. over there. That's okay, a, okay, scope, okay. My, my bad, my bad. So, as the uh, local militant person on our show, after making comments like you did last week. When you watched the video, how did that make you feel, LJ? Oh, man, this is the first time that I've, in a long time, that I have participated in what has moved into pop culture. I, <laughs> I, listen, I typically avoid all of these things, right? But I, rem- I watched it with absolute... First, I'm watching the video, man, and I'm watching it with anticipation. Like, now, hold on, time out now. It's it's four of these white motherfuckers, and it's one, you know, thick belly brother who is trying to to hold his own. And I'm like, now, what, what are we about to see? What disrespectful? Listen, I'm like, what are we about to see? This nigga's belly don't got nothing to do with those clown ass white. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it, it plays a role, but we, we won't get to that because I don't want to blame the victim. Oh, like, yeah, we're not gonna victim blame. But but then we see the we see the one brother who's up top. Right, who kind of stops yeah. and is yelling yeah. down, and he runs. He saw the hat. Why don't you just? Why don't you just hop down? You ran all the. Why don't you just hop down? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. But then after watching it, and I think what what warmed my cold black heart the most <laughs> was to see that young brother jump in that water and swim across, push him up some, and not only did he come to. To be there, my man came Participate. through participated. And, and when he rock bottom that right hand, he was brother, I was standing up with my phone like Malcolm <laughs> be pleased. Okay. <laughs> 
Brother, I, I, listen, I have not seen anything like that in a long time. I was wildly, I didn't have a criticism of a black person's response to that shit throughout the whole video. I thought everybody played their role. I thought everybody played their part. I love that when the boat finally got to the dock, how they hopped off. And anybody who's been black and seen their family or somebody else get into a fight, we all are familiar with the skip. The skip is, I am two seconds away from hopping on your ass. Yes, skip. indeed. Yes, indeed. Yo, yes. I love it. I, I mean, I love it. But am I tired of the videos? I'm tired of the. I, I'm. We, we can. We can stop now. We can stop. I don't need any more of you motherfuckers, you social media comedians trying to make some fucking name for yourself by rehack. Like, listen, let, let's move on. Uh, it was great. It's one it was of the good great lasted, moments in black history uh, that even supersedes Obama's presidency. Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming. Look, man, look, leave the door open for me. I, I gotta kick Obama in the nuts any chance I get. Uh, but no, I love it. I am proud of us for the way we responded. I'm proud of us for the way we responded on social media. I have, I did not see anybody on my timeline on the, the Marlon Wayans bullshit I, I i didn't see anybody coming out and saying oh, we got to be about love and about peace everybody on my timeline even people who typically are you know on some gandhi type shit were like oh no 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 they deserve ass whoopings all the way even the white woman who got hit in the head with the chair i when he hit her in the head with the chair two things happened within my body one joy came through my pores the second thing that came through was, oh, I know he's going to jail. I was like, you would you would have got away, bro, with the, the hitting the well, white look. dude repeatedly with the chair. But when you hit that white woman, oh yeah, no, nah, bro, they, they didn't have a choice but to throw your ass. They snatch they snatch his ass up. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he took right. it with a smile, bro. I like, hey, you know, she was there. You know, she, she gets it. She's one of them. Get the chair. But I don't want to see anymore. I'm done. Uh, I don't want to see anymore. Yeah. But did you see the latest one of the dude in Detroit with yeah, the chair? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He got whopped, man. Man, he got knocked out. Bro, okay, it's another on. story about brother. Knocked out with a, by a yellow chair. This brother is fighting this white dude in Detroit, and he is chasing the white dude with the chair, repeatedly hitting the white. Knock him out, bro. It's, 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 I'm sorry. What? It was. Oh, it's beautiful. Smoked. You'll you'll see it. It's it's. it's Floating all across but, um, the Twitters, man. But again, I, I, I'm i done with, you know, the memes and all those Alabama things. Brog. Go, go <sighs> ahead, Crush. What you, look, what was your feelings, look, man? Look, man, um, when I first saw it, you know, I, uh, you know, I, uh, I'd heard some things, of course, initially. But seeing the video and then seeing, you know, seeing the security guard, when he threw the hat, I was like, yo. The hat, sig the hat signal went up. Like, it was a wrap. Yo, cat, cats can call that the bat signal. I call that the black signal, nigga. <laughs> I call it the black signal that's, too, bro. That's the black signal, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. I think that he he did that for a reason. I think. Oh, he, he did. did it. He did it for a reason I mean, to let them motherfuckers he, know it's about to be on. It's about to be on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. And and like I thought, I, 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 and the thing is, like I was only seeing parts of the video, but I saw the whole 
situation oh, it's between beautiful. him and the dude. I thought that oh. if, I got confused at first from what I was hearing versus what I finally saw. I the finally best movie saw like movie four, five, movie four five these white dudes all over his ass. Oh, the first dude comes down, tries to disperse the shit, and then they, they try to run off. White dudes run off back to their boat. But as they run off, then 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 then, then the dude come out the water. <laughs> dude come out the water, following the security guards and nah, nah, we ain't done. We ain't done. We ain't done. And little <laughs> six little sixteen nah, nah, year old done. kid, man. Bro, look, look, sixteen year old kid. Yo, that shit was gives me hope, man. Gives me hope. And when the, boat, you know, the boat pulls up, when the boat pulls up, uncle, we might be the all right. Then, then the aunties come out, start wrecking. I'm like, that yo, was... it was yo, yo look, one word be glorious. <laughs> no, 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 Listen, no, 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 incorrect, no, incorrect, no, the correct word to describe this event, gentlemen, comes from the 90s, that was motherfucking fan glorious, man, this is the greatest black movie ever are the created, the red, the black, and the fucking green, the greatest <laughs> black movie ever created, clearly, <laughs> ever, now check, no, check, it this, out. Comedy, check this out, it has, <laughs> it has a level of romance, <laughs> it has, Great man, listen. Mission there's one Impossible, story, there's one story that I heard does not compete with what we saw that black man did. Yeah, that black man you. was the black Tom Cruise my, in Mission Impossible. Because mind you, mind you, now mind you, Breakfast Club was 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 priceless with this shit because Alabama, for some reason, felt compelled to call in all day on Breakfast Club. So we're hearing all kinds of aftermath shit, right? The wildest shit I heard so far. And you can go on YouTube and find a clip from Reference Club where the woman said, look, you won't believe this shit. But a couple of these motherfuckers went to the hospital afterwards. Like, fucked up, right? When they walked up in the hospital, but when they walked up in the hospital, they called the cops. Talking about, there's niggas everywhere in here. Come, please. Come help. There's niggas everywhere in here. I believe it. Man, I don't think people have they, ever they, been to Montgomery. The, 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 Montgomery the, the, all, and everyone in the lobby, like, everyone in the lobby, right? All these black nurses just walking up to them. Like they, they said, the, the black nurse literally walked up to them after the conference and said, "Can we help you?" Yeah, yeah. Listen, and man. They're, and they're like, and they said, "They, yo, they said, yo, I have never seen white people shake so hard in all my life." They Bruh, were scared shitless of all the black people in the, the hospital of Montgomery, Alabama. Yes, they were indeed. shitless of all the black people uh, in the hospital. I've been to Montgomery, and I remember getting off the plane and literally turning to one of the flight crew and saying, "No, this can't. This can't be. This, this, this can't be it." Because I'm telling you, it literally looks like the civil rights movement in Montgomery, Alabama. It looks like, bro, I, it is the most you know, eeriest place that I have ever been. You know, and I'm like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not gonna make it here because they going, they going to get me. Uh, no, 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 it's too many. It's, 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 it's you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, you know, when when you if you get a chance to like, you know, actually travel across various segments of the nation uh, itself, you, you cross them. Like, like, like my wife, my wife had, like my wife has actually. You know, we have talked about like, you know, she's she, she marvels at how certain pockets of culture sustain themselves. Through inbreeding, internet, oh, I'm sorry, through the, inter- through, 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 through the internet, through speed rail, through um, vi- through through uh, through, through uh, know, know. all kinds of all kinds of different developments that you would think would bring certain changes to you know to certain parts of the country. 
but yeah, yeah. but 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 nah. I mean these nope. these little pockets, you know, it's, it's it's fascinating how they you know sustain themselves, you know, through the decades. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. All right, man. I would go through our whole intro, but we've been ran, running our mouths for so long. You guys know what time it is. It is the In the Black podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, check yeah. us out. You know, cross social media in the black PDCST, all that other stuff. Facebook, thumbs up, subscribe. You guys know what the drill is. I mean, you've been listening to us hopefully for the past couple yeah. years, so you know what time yes, it is. Independent black. Yeah. And tell your mama I said hi too, by the way. No bullshit. No bullshit. You know. So we've we've got time. You. We've got time for one more topic. Who wants to throw their topic in the in the ring so we can close it out for tonight? I know I know Ella has something special. I'll I'll go, man. Uh Damn, this is taking us out on a depressing note, bro. Damn. Oh, Jesus Christ. This that's, that's, Texas is at it again, man. I, I, okay. I mean, well, I don't know it? who is. Is Abbott and DeSantis in a race to see who to can be cracker of the year? Is that what we're I don't know, man. I, I is this what we're doing? Because I, I, I mean. I, I want to move my aunt about a bit, man. Listen. So I came across this story, man, that it was so wild. You know, DeSantis has been on, uh, not DeSantis, but Abbott has been on this anti-immigrant kick for fucking years, right? Yeah, so he's got fucking office. Then Trump, Trump gets in the office and Trump funds all, puts all this money down in Texas for to protect our borders because that's where all the drugs come in. Not the CIA, yeah, by the way, but it's yeah, it's the, you know it's the, the you know. The immigrants coming across the border who's bringing the kilos of cocaine, not the CIA, by yeah, the way. Yeah. You know, so it's it's those folks. So they put all this money in. So I'm scrolling through Elon Musk's bullshit, and and I'm, I see this picture of these orange buoy type contraptions, and on the end of these orange buoy contraptions are saws, right? So what you have is a series of orange buoys. And in between each arm, orange buoy, each arm buoy is probably about 20, maybe about roughly a foot and a half. But at the end, it's these saws. So what this, what Abbott has done has put these orange buoys in the water to prevent immigrants. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not using immigrant anymore. Uh, to prevent humans who are fleeing poverty, typically created by fucking American imperialism, by the way, to yeah. come into the country. All right, so, thank you, Stasia. Developing this morning a disturbing discovery at the border. Security officials found a body trapped in the buoys recently placed in the river across from Eagle Pass. Yeah, this only adds to the growing controversy over those barriers and the razor wire used there. Natalie Haddad joins us from our newsroom with the latest on the story because, Natalie, we know that those buoys were installed to deter migrants. Now, the buoys are the latest escalation of Texas's border security efforts known as Operation Lone Star that also includes razor wire fencing and arresting migrants on trespassing charges like we just mentioned. Now, the buoys were installed in July and stretch roughly the length of three soccer fields, and it's designed to make it more difficult for migrants to climb over or swim under the barrier getting to Texas land. Now, the U.S. So when the people who are fleeing their countries attempt to swim across, they meet these buoys, and these buoys are causing massive physical damage, including death. 
it's the floating boot. It's the floating border wall. Yeah. And here's part of the story that, that I, I came across, and I'll just be brief with it. Two dead bodies were found last week in the Rio Grande River near the massive floating barrier that Texas installed to keep migrants from crossing from Mexico. One was found upstream from the barrier, the other along the large ball-shaped buoys that formed the barrier. The barrier is part of what Governor Greg Abbott calls Operation Lone Star, which also includes razor wire on the borders. So we add the buoys, the razor wire. We add Abbott putting human beings who are fleeing typically U.S. influence poverty he puts them on a fucking bus and ships them to another dickhead and and Adams, who pl- they're playing literally like they're playing ping pong with oh, human yeah. lives. So yeah. when Abbott sends them to Adams, Adams doesn't ha- doesn't accept them with open arms. Listen, mm-hmm. it, it, I don't again. I, I know people are not really paying attention. We're inundated with so many different things to so-called distract us what what is going on but this fellas is some of the most evil things that i have ever heard of yeah i am blown away i I literally was caught off guard that someone would literally be that vile and that evil i think one of the most interesting parts for me was that Texas did not make, or Abbott's administration did not make any noise about the dead bodies that showed up. No. They were quick to defend the the barbed wire, the razors, and the buoy, and they said, well, these folks didn't die on our shore. They died upstream somewhere, and their bodies just happened to float to where these, where the razor and barbed wire and all this other stuff is. As some as as an immigrant, as a son of immigrants, hearing stories like this always make me want to wretch. I can understand some people that you know. There's a lot. There's a strong contingency in the United States of folks that believe that we should not provide any type of assistance to anyone outside of the country because you have to clean your own home before you offer help to others. I can understand that argument to an to an extent. But like El said, a lot of the problems from these places like Venezuela, for example, I don't think it's arguable that the United States played a role in causing the problems that are making these people flee to the United States in the first place. On top of that, the assistance that we provide or that we should be providing these countries in many instances is not just to say, okay, well, we're just giving money to folks. It's helping them to keep the lights on so that they don't do things like come fleeing down to this country and getting caught up in barbed wire on the shores of Texas. So you got to ask yourself, what would you rather do? Which evil, quote unquote, would you rather have? Would you rather say we're going to submit more money to these countries to try and, quote unquote, prop them up? Or do you want people flooding the border and having more dead bodies getting wrapped up in barbed wire on the shores of Texas? But I don't think it can be understated. And I want to say this before I let you guys go into <clears throat> putting barbed wire on the shore and underneath the water is probably one of the most 
evil, wily, coyote, devious, monstrous type of shits that I think I've ever heard, ever heard in my life that somebody ever. would do. I, mean, I don't even know who. It is literally up there with Hitler. And not, not, it is not, literally up is, there with Hitler and concentration see, camps and the gas chambers. See, my, my thing is, I I am I've been involved with federal procurement for years. Sure. So I'm trying to imagine the fucking meeting with the contractor that provided that shit. I'm trying to imagine the personnel they had to hire to install that shit. And the person that has been in charge of maintaining it and cleaning it up. Let's, oh, I'm going to let you, you jump back in. Crush. Somebody I'm gonna, hold on, hold on. I'm going to let you jump back Somebody who, who manufactured that shit. Well, well I mean, we, there's always going to be a, there's always going to be the North of Grummans and those companies. I, I that can't are imagine provide. the meeting. I can't imagine. But that, and that's it. I want you to, I want you to fill in. I want you to fill in on that. I want you to fill in on that. The tag up that had to happen that someone proposed, hey, Let's why not put a bar, why why not put barbed wire? We can't build the wall. We don't have enough money to build the wall. We have to go through these loops and go through these uh legal watchdog groups to build the wall. So we can't build the wall. But you know what the next best thing is? Barbed wire on the beaches. Razors, buoys, and barbed wires on the beaches. When they had the tag up meeting and that idea was floated, not one person. Pause. Said, nah, dog, that's inhumane. Paused. No one paused. No one. No, paused. no one blinked. No one but blinked. let's let's think about the earlier conversation that we had, right? We spend a lot of time individualizing these atrocities. These atrocities are not committed by one person. While DeSantis and Abbott and Trump and all these other motherfuckers are evil, vile people, these motherfuckers are sitting in rooms with motherfuckers who think and believe it. just like him. It's fucking cool. So it's not even, it, it, not only do you have to be thinking like him to have the, you know, to get to do the, the work to get this implemented, you gotta fucking think like them in order to implement it on the ground. Yeah, you had to actually be fucking soldiers and other armed police officers there to enforce this. Like you are literally creating a death trap for people. So you can't swim under these buoys because these buoys are chained and have wires connected to the ground. So yeah. there is no swimming through it. There's no swimming through it at all. Nope. Nope. And there were the one of the worst things that I saw was that they're using, um, what do they call it, the state Texas State National Guard to enforce it. Yeah. And legally, there's a problem because you know immigration enforcement is a federal issue; it's not a state yeah. issue. So the fact that they're using state federal uh, National Guard to not only supply more wire, but then to do the upkeep and all this other stuff, it blows. Me. That's that's Texas tax dollars that. At waste at work. when they could be doing something. You know, you, you, could probably, you could probably look if you could probably look close enough at the saw blades, you'll see the logo. But not only that, the, it's not as if he is able to just go and do this without fucking other people putting up resistance, right? So the Department of Justice came forth and has had conversations and told Abbott there's a deadline for him to, to remove, remove this stuff. Abbott 
told the defense department of justice essentially fuck off off and kiss my ass i'm not taking anything down yeah Yeah. so this dude is literally sitting in texas with unlimited power i wonder what your boy sleepy joe biden's going to do about that Maybe nothing the way he's been doing. He's going to send another billion to Ukraine real quick. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he's, real quick. He's, he's and, yeah, and then it'll trickle yeah, back yeah, to Texas. He, he, and it'll, yeah, it'll trickle down. He, he'll send, he'll dug, send another dumping, billion dumping to... Dumping billions to Ukraine. Yeah. Dump yeah. another billion to Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yippee. That's all right. Yay. Trump 2024. Yeah. No. Who else are you going to vote for, Elgin? No. Bro, who else? for the Republican. Don't tell me, don't tell me, Elgin, that you're a black person. You're going to vote for the Republican. Who else you're going to vote? You got to vote for the. Yeah, got to vote for the Democrats because we got to keep Trump out of office. We got to keep that monster out of office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. While we ignore the motherfucking monster in the office. All right, right about now is the time we'd like to give you some good news, news, bitches. We like to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I hope you got something. I hope we got something to talk about. I mean, Chuck, uh, I said, Boondocks I said, coming back on. I don't know what, what we got. Crush, what's what's what you got, man? <laughs> the Orioles are looking pretty good now. You know, they're they're on a win streak. Um, uh, um, I mean, all I can say is, um, I want to send a special shout out to. Uh, I just want to remind everyone that this Friday is the celebration of the birth of hip hop culture on August 11th. Uh, that is tomorrow. Um, and uh, just want to. Send a special shout out to the culture that gave me a voice um, that showed me um, through artists like Harris One that you can be black, intelligent, and entertaining. Um, that uh, you know that you know what this uh, culture has informed me uh, musically and culturally uh, has carried me through most of my adult life. So uh, everyone enjoy uh, all the tours coming to town. I mean, the Forest Tour starts tomorrow with LL and the Roots and everybody. And mm-hmm. there's a bunch more. There's some wild shit going on the West Coast with Thought Fest and everything. It's going to be crazy all over. Everyone enjoy your, you know, enjoy and have your fun out there at the festivals and stay safe. You know, I mean, I have to admit, um, the Hip Hop 50 festivals are probably the safest ones to go to, <laughs> to be honest. Probably, probably. Oh, all us old ass bastards. I mean, totally different, totally different demographics. We're bringing chairs to the festival, my I mean, guy. I mean, Rock the Bells, you know, I mean, Rock the Bells. Chairs and canes. You know, rock the Bells had a lot of things going for it. I mean, the, from the from the weather to the kind of artists they had up there, um, it was incredible. And, you know, I look forward to hopefully catching a few more shows, especially our Hip Hop DMV 50 this Saturday on U Street at Lincoln Theater. Yeah, this Saturday is supposed to be lit, my Yeah, God, and more artists are popping up. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, this guy too? This wait. guy, and this is all free? What the Can't hell? wait, can't wait, can't wait. <laughs> what you got next, Elgin? Man, shout out to the people of Niger who are holding it down currently in the face of these renewed sanctions and fuckery from uh, everyone, uh, French, and, you know, they are currently experiencing uh, all types of different, quote-unquote, sanctions. Uh, It's fascinating how you use that word, sanctions, when a country has been under fucking sanctions since they were being pillaged since and been, colonized. Since they, since, since they, oh my God. Yeah, since they were being colonized. But just want to send a, a, a some love and support out to those folks, man, who are currently facing a huge uphill battle uh, and going to begin facing. And again, 
mainstream media is not giving the truth surprise this about what is taking place plan. there uh but just it's a whole lot man so i stand in solidarity with those folks in niger man as they continue to fight for freedom yeah, in a battle that is going to be very very difficult but i believe that they can be successful yeah we i will think one of the only things that, coverage on that yeah i think one of the things that gets me the most about that is i want them to have a level of autonomy and independence but at the same time, I am afraid that their desire to remove themselves from the from Western influence will allow Russia to then get a foothold the same way China and others have gotten a foothold in Africa. So I don't want them to trade one. I'm, I'm afraid of them trading. One I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair. And I, I yeah, we can have a larger discussion about that. But I think that is is one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't type of situations. Uh, yeah. I know, yeah, you know they say yeah. that the enemy of my enemy is my friend, but at the same time, like I said, so your enemy people, of your friend becomes your fucking enemy now. But uh, that's my thing, man. Once I mean, once once these some of these countries that come in with under the guise of helping, you know, it's very difficult for them to leave afterwards. That's, yeah, that's they that's don't leave. Fear. They don't. Yeah, that, that's my yeah. that's my fear. Uh, what's up for me this week is man, Terrence Crawford. Man, I saw that uh, I saw an interview that he had done the other day. I don't know what the uh, what the outlet was, but he did an interview where he was talking about how his mom and dad created him as the boxer that he is. That since he was a little kid and his dad started taking him to the gym, his dad would always tell him, you're gonna be champion of the world one day. And his mother was like, no. My dad used to tell my mom I was gonna be a world champ. I told him, you're gonna be How does that make you feel? Feel me with rage. We beat up everybody in the neighborhood. I was paid the kids. I said, if y'all can whip butt, I give y'all ten dollars a piece. No. Ten dollars. Anyone who kick my sons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of takers. Yeah. The kids in the neighborhood. Couldn't nobody whoop them. What did he tell you? He told you, Mom. I told you I'm the best. He once told me I was fighting for her approval, for her to tell me she was proud or happy, but she never would, so I stayed at it. Explain that to me. When she always tell me, you're going to lose, or you're not good enough, or you're going to get your ass kicked, it's like, okay. When I win this tournament, she's going to say, congratulations, I'm proud of you, but it never happened. All those years, wanting for you to say, I love you. Yes. Yep. And he said the majority of what he trained for was just to get her approval, just for her to say, I love you, that I, 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 that I love you, that, you know, that what you're doing is worth value. He said, even to today, he still fights in that capacity. He's like, just to hear her say, you did a good job. One day we'll have a larger conversation around that we're, we're going to we're going to have to we're going to have to because to. at the, at the end to. of the interview at the end of the interview the uh, the interviewer asked her like okay have you said it and she's like no i ain't never told no. him that shit nothing's changed and this is a he's still seeking her. he's very much still, still seeking. seeking still seeking her still approval. Seeking. Yeah. and I, the reason why i bring it up is that in spite he was successful in spite of that because many people would have, that type of treatment 
Yeah. Oh, it would have made it made the rest. Some of us crumble. It would have would have crumbled. Or, some of us would have crumbled on the grave. Or make them take a different route. Or become hyper violent. Yep. Yeah. And put wings in the fucking ring. But, but wrong, we'll, wrong, we will wrong, say, wrong, listen, wrong gender. listen, we will say in in uh, in in, in uh, you know in um in effort of being uh, uh, pure and transparent, we yeah. do not know what this dude does in his personal life with his family and others. But the perception that we get, the public he's perception, a devoted husband and a devoted, he's a father. devoted husband and an incredible person. Incredible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In he spite was, he of, was, he was determined to do that. He was determined Man, to after he, sort he was determined to of, not, be that, not be after he candidate. beats the brakes off of this dude. I mean, literally, dog walks this dude from one end of the ring to the other don't, ring don't in an that, absolute effortless battle and display of boxing prowess. It was a clinic. He still, you can't hate. He still was the consummate, gracious gentleman. Professional. After, I mean, just showing this dude the utmost respect, which this mm-hmm. motherfucker did not deserve, by the way. Don't do that. I knew you were going to take it there. <laughs> why are you doing that? He lost, he lost. Leave the nigga alone. Why are you, why, why are you people pounding on this guy? Bro, yes, he, he was outclassed. He, he, Shit. He, oh, there we go. That's a fair way of saying it. <laughs> he was outclassed. He did, that was what he, he what did he not deserve to be shown that level of grace after the fight. Based on how you are, he acted what? and responded before the fight. Oh, he was talking Big Willie. He was talking Big <laughs> Willie. I mean, and I, was, I know that's sportsmanship. I mean, and I, I don't want to make it seem worse than it was. Elgin, but I'm just wow. saying, I want to acknowledge how he was wildly gracious. In light of, in spite of everything, I mean, he walked out of the ring clearly victorious, but he yet and still showed this dude a level of grace. He could have just said "fuck you" and keep it moving. He he could have he could have. Hold on. Oh, I see what it is. Hold on. What 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 do you don't oh, don't, don't you were hold on. Do not do not guy. mislead. Do, no 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 no. Don't don't mislead our listeners and our viewers, man. Do not mislead them. Terrence oh, so Crawford. I'm not going to. I will not say that I predicted that Terrence would win because honestly, it, I th- I thought it would be close. Did you? But yeah, I th- I thought it oh, would okay. be closer. No, I thought it would be closer. Close. But the the way he dismantled him, it's it's hard to see anyone else who's a better pound for pound. It was it was, was probably the most unfair fight that I've seen. In, in a, a long, long time, it was. Wow. It, I it mean, was, from start it was, to finish, it was. It was. It was it like, was. oh, he's just outmatched. This is not. And it's not that he went the distance. He's. It was a stoppage. It was a stoppage. It was, it was stoppage. like, oh my god, your your style. You're, you're yeah. not ready for this. It was too much because he's just a different type of animal, yeah, man. He when is. he got I you got on the ropes, oh my god, I gotta give it to him. <sighs> Crush, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? Oh, the usual. Uh, the SB Methods on Instagram. All right. L, where can folks find you? Uh, I'm on Elon Musk's hot spot these days, man. Uh, whatever, you know, XQ, I don't know, tomorrow. Pause. Hey, pause. You said I don't know how I feel about the clears anyway, so y'all know that's not even an option. No, sir. You've been single too long. No, I ain't shit. Not that long. It can't be that long. It can't be that long. I feel like a hop in the fence. No, you can be. 
Shut up! I'm not looking for Becky with the good hair. So yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> over there on Elon's platform at Elton <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm big old in the black. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black Podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick with us here tonight, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black, PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Come on over to our Patreon where you get behind the scenes content. You will not regret it. And of course, you can always check out past episodes of our show at our website, www.intheblackpod.com. Podcast.com. But as always, until next time, informed, intelligent, in the, in the black. Peace. Peace.